Oh God, what the heck? Hey, this is Dante here, a guy that makes YouTube videos and decided to make a podcast. Honestly, because I enjoy ranting into a microphone. And it seems to be a good thing because a lot of you like it. And I get to spew crap into a microphone and people just like it. Not to mention, this is also something that you guys can binge while we're all locked up in our houses because there's a killer virus on the loose. Um, I mean, honestly, all jokes aside, this is a pretty big deal. I mean, you know, just be mindful. Just don't be dirty. I mean, I think it's amazing that, uh, you know, like Clorox wipes and stuff are just now disappearing. It's like, what were you using before to clean your house? Like, I've always used Clorox wipes. I always disinfect. What, uh, what y'all been doing? Not to mention, what's the thing with the toilet paper? Like, I know that there's a lot of talk about it, but like, do y'all just not poop? Like, have y'all just discovered what pooping is? Is 2020 the year that you finally have discovered how to properly shit? Have you guys not been wiping before? I don't know, man. This is bringing out some weird antics in people. Not to mention, the the bulk buying, y'all piss me off. Anyways, <laughs> okay, but I don't know. I, I'm just, I finally am like three hours into this whole like working from home, self-isolation, social distancing crap. So I'm just going to talk because I'm an extrovert. And I think that the whole concept of a podcast is weird as hell. I'm sitting in a studio by myself with the lights all dim. There's no co-host. I just have my dog. And he is snoring. The life of the content creator is kind of lonely. And I, like I said, I'm an extrovert and I'm speaking into a microphone because I feel like my interactions with other people that consume like 95% of my day aren't enough. Um, you know that Myers-Briggs personality test? You know the one that has like 16 personalities? I tested as 94% extroverted. That's how I know I'm cut out for this job because I spend my time talking to inanimate objects like cameras and microphones to satisfy my need to talk <laughs> this job. Literally nobody asked for this position to be created. This isn't even a job. I can't put this on my resume. Like imagine a job interview. I would have to look someone dead in their eyes and say, Something like, let's, they, they'll ask me a question like, Dante, tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us about your position and kind of what you do. Uh, I make a podcast. Oh, that's nice. I love podcasts. I love listening to murder mystery podcasts. Tell us about yours. Well, it's not a murder mystery. It's more like me rambling into a microphone. Oh, okay. 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 I'll have to check it out. What's it called? Brain charts. B brain charts? Yeah, yeah, it's called brain charts. Well, Dante, I think we could go ahead and wrap up this interview, so uh, thank you for your time. And then I'd just be dismissed. That's that. I don't even know what to talk about today. I just want to talk. My extrovert is showing. And now I'm getting texts. My roommate says I sound like a badass. So thank you for that. Um, But anyways... Let's talk about high school because that's a question that's commonly asked here in St. Louis and all the high schools are pretty much shut down like now. But, you know, but the question sounds harmless overall, but I'm fairly certain it's to judge how rich or poor your family is because our city is divided as shit. But I'm not here to discuss politics. We leave that to the other people. I'm here to share my tales about my high school experience. You know, I started high school in 2008, which I've 
I'm going to go on a tangent at the beginning of my rant before we even get in the topic. And I just, I, ha- I want to talk about this because when I tell people my age, it seems that my age simply doesn't exist. Like people that are my age just don't exist. I'm 25 turning 26 this month. And when I tell people, I get one of two reactions. Like most people are like, well, not even most people. There's It's a split. Some people are like, wow, you're older than me. I'm like 22. Or they, I get like a, oh my God, you're just a baby. Like have all the mid 20 year olds just disappeared? Am I the only one? Nobody tells me that they're the same age as me. <laughs> Nobody. But, okay. So, I, like I said, I started school in 2008. And some cool things happened in 2008. And I'm not, I'm not just saying this because I'm not doing a random Google search to find out what happened in 2008 that was noteworthy. Oh, the MacBook Air was released. Okay. I mean, that's pretty cool. The very first one. Like the very first MacBook Air. Uh, okay, I mean, MacBook Air is pretty pretty tight. Anyways, that was my freshman year, and freshman year was an awkward year for me because I looked like a mixed Harry Potter. I was never into Harry Potter, so when I tell people that, they just open the floodgates of Harry Potter banter, and I don't have the slightest fucking clue what they're talking about. I don't know anything about those things. I just know that a voice I do sometimes, just randomly apparently sounds like Dobby, and I don't know who Dobby is, but here's the voice. I know nothing about Harry Potter. I just look like a stick. I'm just a little freshman Dante, and I do not know what Dobby is. I I really was a stick, though. Like, my workout regimen consisted of Dance Dance Revolution. And whatever happened to that? In fact, that obsession got so serious that I beat a kid at the party to end all parties in middle school for the reigning title of DDR champ. Now this kid, we'll call him Randy. Randy thought that he could take me on in a dance dance revolution competition. You could say we had like, we had a dance off, you know, except this wasn't the 1980s. You know, modern problems require modern solutions. So, In the side gymnasium, there was this cart that had a box TV on it. You know, the same cart that would make you really excited and squeal whenever it was brought into the classroom, whenever you had a substitute teacher. And that box TV had a PlayStation 2 underneath it. That's cool. Everything's fine. It's the best-selling console of all time. That's that's cool. I never personally had one until, like, recently, so I'm a little bit behind. But... The problem with it in that exact moment was that I played Dance Dance Revolution on the Wii, and I had no idea what tracks that PS2 version was packing. So moral of the story is, he challenged me to an extreme version of a song on the PS2, a console that he had experience with, and still got handed the L. And I am not sorry for what I did in that gymnasium, Randy. I proudly hold the title of DDR champ for middle school. But okay, we're, we're on a tangent. I need to recenter because this is getting a little too out of hand. <laughs> so I was a late bloomer. I didn't always have this smooth caramel macchiato voice that you hear through your speakers, headphones, whatever. I was a runt freshman year. 
my voice sounded, oh God, no, it did not sound like that. But my voice kind of sounded like, my voice sounded a lot like this. I was a tiny little Dante, a sweet, innocent Dante. The beginning of high school, looking back, was honestly super uneventful. There was nothing wild. And I think that's mainly because of the fact that I wasn't bold. I wasn't an extrovert then. I wasn't out there and like careless and confident like I am now. The majority of my social interaction came from an online Nintendo forum because I wanted to play games with people, but nobody played the Wii online because everybody would either play Wii whenever you go over to your friend's house or you'd play 360 and you'd play Call of Duty and be an idiot. (laughs) Oh my God. Which Call of Duty, I remember getting my 360 for Christmas and I got no games for it. I actually had to have my aunt... (laughs) She actually had to buy the game for me, so I gave her all my money, and then I remember being in Walmart, and I walked away, and I was like, here, buy it for me, and then I ran off into the Nintendo section to try to hide and blend in, whatever. We're getting on another tangent, but um, I wish I could say something more spicy and gritty and chunky about my freshman year, but sophomore year is where things kind of got interesting, because something happened that really sticks with me to this day and the spotlight was put on me for something super dumb and oh it's the year that circuit city died i remember circuit city that was that was the place to go and then that was also the year that we lost michael jackson okay but we that was the year 3g cell service came out that's right we were exploding with bandwidth back in this time. But sophomore year, I was put in the spotlight because I did something unlike any other 15-year-old. I was so unique. I was getting my driver's permit. Oh, whatever. So the yearbook committee could not have chosen a worse time to execute this interview because two periods before I was pulled from the class to get interviewed, I had been obliterated in the face by a soccer ball and my glasses broke. So I walked out, you know, barely being able to function to the student parking lot, blind as shit, and I stood by a car that wasn't even mine to go through the interview. I stood by a Buick Century. I was interviewed with extremely limited sight by a Buick about my driver's permit. So they asked me a series of questions, ranging from basic driver's questions to questions about class, and it had like this vibe where it was like a relative at a holiday get-together. Hey, how's school going? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Are you going to be driving soon? Oh, yeah, speed racer, slow down. Uh, why are you so short? <laughs> I really was short back then. I was like 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, oh, God, it was bad. It felt like an awkward encounter of basic surface-level knowledge. But whatever, it's fine. So time flies by, and the yearbook comes out. And I see this story. (gasps) Breaking news. Original Dante, 15, has been vigorously studying for his driver's permit test. I shit you not, that's what they said. And that, I mean, the only thing dramatic about that was my voice. And it's concerning when the, the source of drama is not coming from me. I don't need competition. Part of my brand is to be dramatic and extra. That's a trait I get from my mother. She's dramatic and extra. And mom, I swear to God, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, Dante, why are you being such a jerk? You know it's true. You know this comes from you. 
But, yeah, okay, on to the story. He has been studying ferociously for the test and has meticulously logged his hours for the exam when he turns 16. He also only takes French to be different and doesn't think it will get him far in life. Now, hold on just a moment. Exactly where in the fuck does French class fit into my driver's exam? I do not recall seeing anything about French in the Missouri Driver's Guide. I do not recall bashing my French class. I enjoyed every second of it. Kind of. But not once did I mention that I thought it wouldn't get me far in life. I went to Paris, and understanding French helped a ton. I could overhear people talking about us and could decipher what they were saying. I felt like a double agent. It was kind of cool. Um, they also have a really good pain au chocolat, which is like a chocolate pastry. It's like a chocolate croissant. Like if you go to Starbucks and get the chocolate croissant, it's kind of like that. But theirs is kind of like the great value brand. And like France is like the target brand. You know, it's like you, you, you get what I'm saying. If you know, you know. So this story broke the yearbook. I wasn't even looking at the camera whenever they took the picture because everything was just a blur and I couldn't tell where the camera was. They painted a picture of me viciously roasting the French program at my school. So really that sophomore year is the French hating driver's ed nerd. So yeah, I don't know. I don't really remember anything spicy about junior year, but I know senior year, senior year is where things got really spicy. I guess to begin... I don't know what the hell happened, but puberty hit me like an 18-wheeler the summer between junior and senior year. I went from being this runt of the litter to a wider runt of the litter with a deep voice. My shoulders broadened. I grew another couple of inches up to 5'9", which is what I'm at now. Whatever, I'm average as crap and I don't care. But my voice shifted way down in pitch. This would continue throughout the rest of that year, but we're not here to talk about my biology. We're here to talk shit on High School Dante. So, here's where the spice really comes in. I had two stalkers in high school, and around this time frame is whenever they happened. So, stalker number one was a girl that was part of the art program with me. I've always been an artsy-fartsy kid. She was always drawn to me. She'd always go out of her way to come up with reasons to make conversation with me, which is whatever. I don't care. I admire the hustle, but don't try to hustle your way into being my boo when the invitation was never there to begin with. There was no opening there either. And she was efficient. I gotta tell you, I gotta give props, gotta give credit where it's due. She was an efficient stalker because she would study the pathways that I would take to classes. She was the Google Maps of high school. Uh, this route avoids a slowdown in the east hallway. He should arrive at his destination two minutes before passing time is over. Oh, God. I just picture that. I find it remarkable that she was efficient enough to be an indoor GPS service for getting the classes. Now, Google Maps, if you're listening and you're developing indoor Google Maps, I'm sure she'll send you a lawsuit if you start coming out with that because, I I mean, she she was way ahead of her time. Anyways... Another thing she did was she would post Facebook status updates uh, of Paramore song lyrics. Back in high school, I was moderately, aggressively obsessed with Paramore. And most of that came from the fact that I liked seeing their album art on my first generation iPod Touch. I do like some of their music, but 
their album art definitely had something to do with it. But this girl had intel working against her because her friends told me that she didn't even like Paramore. She didn't even like it. So you've been exposed. I smell treason in the halls of McClure North High School. And that's and that's where I went. There you go. There's the answer that you've been waiting for that you had to like listen this far in the podcast for. Okay, whatever. So this girl was just overall creepy and wild. Like, she was all up on my Facebook page. She would creep on conversations I'd have with my friends. It was just too much. And she messaged me one day on Facebook and said something like, I'm I'm sorry if I've been creepy. I just really liked you. Yeah, I've gathered that. You don't have to spell it out for me. I understood that after watching you give a traffic report for the best routes to my classes. And the icing on the cake for this. All right, you ready for this? I still this this freaks me out to this day, but I don't know the I don't know how valid this is because one of my friends who happened to be her best friend told me this. So I don't know how true it is, but this is what she told me, don't hurt the messenger. So back in high school, there was a point where I had a little bit of abs. Yes, I had abs. Clearly that went away. But one of my photos showed an outline of what my abs could have been. Or what they were, I should say. Not intentional. It just happened to go that way. So this friend, she walked into the girl's house. And the stalker was engaging in naughty activities with my profile picture pulled up. Now chugga chugga choo choo all aboard the nope train. (laughs) So once I heard that, I removed her on Facebook. And that was the end of that one. Whatever. So I wasn't out of the clear, though. I was not out of the clear because I had yet another aggressive admirer. She oozed confidence because she would wear cat ears and a tail as uh, parts of her daily attire. So this one messaged me on Facebook, you know, this also great platform for getting a hold of Dante. And I just immediately blocked her. Boom. Threat neutralized. Whatever. You know? It was all fantastic. It was like a like an operation gone right. So like, yes, direct hit. I repeat, direct hit. Over. Uh, Original Dante. It appears that the enemy has a backup strike ready to go. Over. Uh, Dante, inbox has been infiltrated. Shall I ready the blocking mechanism, sir? Over. Oh, it's okay. The threat appears to be harmless because an unknown messenger is delivering a message. So it's just a stranger. This is fine. We we can make this work. Over. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with me? Uh, If you took nothing away from that, that's fine. I honestly lost myself in the whole process because the main thing here is that she used her friend's account to message me, even though I had blocked her. She She was like, hey, Muffin. She would call me Muffin. Because I would regularly eat muffins from the cafeteria. Those little like Otis Spunkmeyer muffins. They're they're dope. I mean, they were really bad for me. But I had one like every day. But I found it really weird that she was paying attention to that one little detail. Uh, whatever. Um, hey, Muffin. Uh, just wanted to say hey. And uh, um, uh, I think you blocked me. Fucking obviously, you creep. If you can't message me from your account, then I've blocked you, and you should take the hint that I don't want to talk to you. I haven't responded to text because somebody gave my number to her. 
So I had to get that changed too. Probably one of the most entertaining things about this stalker though is the fact that she had an intense, an extremely intense obsession with something. And it was something that was unfortunately common in our school. <clears throat> I used to bathe in the mist of the gods. Axe body spray. I would twist open the top of that can and immediately hear women beckoning for me. You know what? I couldn't hear them actually. Why, you ask? Because for some odd reason, this woman behaved as if act was crack, specifically dark temptation. Now, listen here. I consider myself more of a caramel macchiato temptation, maybe a salted toffee temptation. And during the summer, I can turn into a hot cocoa temptation or a nitro cold brew with sweet cream temptation. But I have never been and most likely never will be a dark temptation. You know, just because I'm I'm 50-50. Like I said, I feel like I'm more like a caramel macchiato temptation. Well, I've already been down the lineup of Starbucks drinks. Anyways, so dark temptation. It smelled of chocolate notes with a little bit of desperation and sadness. And apparently that's what this woman was drawn to because every time I'd spray it, she would be like in the middle of a statement and then out of nowhere, no warning at all. It doesn't matter how recent it was, no matter how recent the application of the axe was, she would just now axe, I am convinced changes the DNA of your clothing because I had washed those clothes so many times. But that smell never got out of them fully. It never did. And every time I'd be within a five-mile radius of her, I could hear that inhale in the distance. I could just hear the, oh, my God. Like It was like a vacuum. I swear vacuum companies could probably study the power and intensity of her inhale and patent that shit because it was intense. Anyways, um, one day I did something not so nice. I was sitting on the floor in our outdoor education class, and it was like in the gym, so we weren't actually outside. Um, it was just kind of like near the locker room, whatever. And it's a good thing I paid attention um, because I, I, you know, I've seen The Incredibles, and I channeled my inner Elastigirl, and I stretched my arm out to reach this guy sitting in front of me, and he had his back turned to me, and I gently hit the nozzle on the can. I released. <laughs> Dark Temptation, for probably a solid three minutes. It was just enough to release the spray, but it wasn't loud enough to get anybody's attention. So this guy is forever embracing Dark Temptation in his DNA too. Like, and I'm not talking just the closed DNA. He's probably like 50% Dark Temptation now because he got a heavy dosage of the axe. And in that moment... I think I have seen the closest thing to a big cat chasing a gazelle that a Midwesterner will ever see with their own eyes in their own backyard. I saw her cat ears perk up, that tail became alert, and this girl started charging across the room. The poor man had no idea why he had this girl vacuuming him. That sounds really bad, actually, now that I think about it. This poor man had no idea why this girl was 
sniffing him. There's no good way to say this. But the Dark Temptation worked wonders at getting this girl to go away. I'm so glad that my sex magnet spray had worked in my favor that day. And she was the mild stalker of the two. The first one plotted out a methodical plan to increase her exposure time to me. And the other was acting purely on instinct, pouncing on any gazelles that would bathe in the dark temptation. <laughs> Yikes. So, back to what I was talking about. Senior year is where things got weird because I suddenly grew another few inches and my shoulders broadened a metric fuck ton and my voice just fell. It just plummeted. I went from, I'm a real boy, to, I like X. <clears throat> Jeez, man. I'm congested a little bit, but I, I'm, I don't know. I'm mad because back in these times, I speak like I'm an old person, like saying back in the day, back in these times, but whatever. Okay. Um, so back in 2011, which is whenever I started senior year, we couldn't have cell phones out and I had a flip phone, a Motorola razor. And I remember responding to a text at lunch and the teacher took my cell phone. I don't know how high schools are now. I don't know if those regulations are still intact because, you know, so cell phones are way more widespread nowadays than like back in 2011, because that was like whenever the iPhone was still in its infancy. So that but that's beside the point. I was just mad because I'm 97 percent sure. You know, digging through my, my memory files in my head that I was responding to my mom. And they took my phone on a Friday on top of it all before a three-day weekend. So not only was the bus ride and walk home incredibly silent, but I was without a phone all weekend. And that's trash. Honestly, that's a good way to describe high school in a nutshell. It was just trash. I'm 100% not the same guy I was in high school. I'm like 99% different now. It's amazing what college and life experience does for you. Like back in high school, if I had to summarize it, I was just I was just a, a, a little Dante that didn't know what he was doing with his life. You know, he was just going with the flow. He was a little bit of a people pleaser, not going to lie. He was just a guy that like wanted to make sure that everyone else was happy, but didn't care about himself. He was like, as long as everyone else is happy and he was like a little bit too nice. You know, like nice people are great and all, and it's fantastic to have them, but you also have to have a backbone. You know, you have to stand up for yourself, and that's what high school Dante did not do. So, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm just, star I'm just staring at hand sanitizer right now, you know? I've got Lysol next to me. i got my 100% juice orange peach and mango. It's freaking coronavirus, man. It's so frustrating because, like... It's disrupting everything. And not to mention it's so bad for people that have like, you know, immune problems, underlying health conditions, and the elderly, which that's what a lot of people seem to be failing to recognize is that this is bad for other people. Like, yeah, if if I get it, you know, a, a healthy young man, I'm probably going to be okay. Like knock on wood, knock on my nice little Ikea well, particle board, um, I'll probably be okay. But... I have to think about other people too, and you should as well. Like, be considerate and be conscious of other people because your odds, if they're good of beating this illness, someone else, you might not even be able to tell from first glance, like that they're not working with the same odds that you're working with. So I don't know. Just be mindful of people and stop buying everything, bro. You don't need to, you know, like, I don't understand. Do you guys not wipe your butts before this whole thing happened? 
Like, I bet you I could go on Facebook Marketplace right now, and I'm actually I'm actually about to do this. I'm I'm gonna go on there right now, and I'm gonna see what people are selling this crap for. Which, by the way, um, you should probably know is a crime during a state of emergency to uh, price gouge like that. So let's just I'm gonna search for toilet paper. Let's just search for toilet paper. Um, yeah, there's somebody is selling three used rolls of toilet paper for 35 bucks. Like it's down to the, the cardboard. That's it. This is amazing. I mean, y'all should know that price gouging is illegal. And if you do that, you are a piece of garbage. Like there are people that desperately need these things. Think about the elderly. Think about the people that, that, you know, just think about other people. That's really it. Stop being selfish. Stop being greedy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, through these times, I know it's it's going to be difficult, but the thing is, we just have to keep our heads high. We have to stay positive, and we have to not go crazy. Like, I don't know. If you're looking for something to do, if you need some new content to watch because sports just don't exist right now, consider going over to my YouTube channel. You'll learn about St. Louis. Not really. I don't know if you... I mean, you'll learn about St. Louis, but you're going to learn about more like the culture and events that happen, not like history that's for a different channel i go through experiences of like what goes on here but i had like events that i had scheduled up for the next couple of weeks but everything is canceled so now i'm stuck <laughs> and i don't know what my next video is going to be about i don't know but are we about to go on a coronavirus rant is that what we're about to do right now why not let's talk about it this is a little bit more of a serious topic i mean but i'm gonna go through it anyways i guess my thing is i get kind of annoyed whenever people say oh this is just a bad flu. This is this is just a bad flu. <clears throat> it's the same thing as the flu. It's just going to be the flu. You hear this? You hear this? It's just the flu, guys. Bro, this is not the flu. This is a whole different type of disease. And as far as we know, it's more fatal than the flu, more contagious than the flu. And yeah, the flu has a pretty high death toll every single year. But the flu started out as something like this. It started out small, and it exploded. And yes, it has you know, ended more lives than, than COVID-19, but COVID-19 is new. It's freshly new and we don't want to give it time and allow it to grow and develop and establish itself like the flu has. This could be worse than the flu if it keeps growing like it does. Not to mention the healthcare system is just, it doesn't seem like it's equipped to handle a mass spike in people needing intensive care or simply just needing hospitalization. So, yeah, just keep that in mind, you know, and small businesses, this is a big topic because small businesses are really getting hurt right now. I'm like monitoring Instagram like crazy and I'm trying to support as much as I can, like getting food delivery, takeout, whatever from local businesses because they need this right now because a lot of the, you know, I mean, it's only a matter of time in Missouri before they just straight up say, yeah, restaurants and bars need to close. It's only a matter of time, bro. Like, I know Illinois did it yesterday. As of right now, I'm recording this Monday night. It's like 11.42, Monday the 16th. Um, but yeah, it's only a matter of time. Like, we just got word that schools are going to close on Wednesday and gatherings of more than 10 people are banned. So, yeah, this is pretty crazy. So, like I said, small businesses, they're going to take a hit. So what can you do to support them? 
well, you could just show up and support them by ordering food or whatever the case may be. Then just do that, you know? But now that things have really changed, I mean, buy a gift card. I mean, the whole idea of a gift card is you're giving the business money as a credit and you'll use that credit in exchange for product or service in the future. That's what a gift card is. So think about that. That'll help them in the short term. Or you can also order delivery. You can get food or whatever delivered and order pickup. Just do what you can to support businesses during this weird, uncertain time. Because we've got so many unknowns and so many unanswered questions. And to be honest with you, there's no end in sight for the impact this disease has had and will have on our way of life. So I guess a nice closing remark for this podcast is I encourage people not to stress, not to worry, not to freak out. You don't need to buy toilet paper. Just think of the people that are older at risk for serious complications. Just breathe, stay educated, inform yourself on how to minimize the risk of you getting it. And if you get it or you feel like you might have it, stay home. And if you've been in an area of risk or been around someone that has it, be careful. Stay home. Don't leave. We don't want to see you. (laughs) I mean, I could keep ranting, but I'm going to stop myself here. So just stay calm. This is only bad if we make it bad. And just do your part and, you know, do your best to make yourself clean and practice good hygiene, which freaks me out because I feel like people weren't doing that before, which makes this even more frightening is that people were just grimy. So, yeah, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to chug the last orange peach mango juice mix that I found from the store because I'm hooked on this stuff and it was the last one I could find. So my vitamin C intake is through the roof right now. And I'm going to get busy to creating content and also go to bed because I have to do a lot of work tomorrow. So, yeah. That's pretty much the end of the podcast. So if you want to support another small business, which is myself, you know, a content creator, you can support by going down to the show notes below and clicking the link. I mean, you don't have to donate, but it would be greatly appreciated. Or just share the episode with people. If you enjoyed it, comment. If you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, review. Leave me five stars. Tell me what you like. Or DM me on Instagram, at Original Dante. Let me know what you think. Like, bro, it's fine. Everything is fine. I'm happy. You're happy. I'm just chilling with my juice. And yeah, now I'm going to start making videos because this is important. You know, I got to stay relevant. You know, it's kind of weird because we're in this time where all the content ideas that I had planned out, I now have to completely reroute. So it's going to be interesting. I bought a Wii Balance board today because um, my gym was closed. So I'm I'm going to start doing Wii Fit again because it's all I have. So I might do vlogs or live streams. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see in the coming weeks. We'll. I mean, because this is going to be crazy. So I'm probably going to put this episode up on Tuesday, which is literally starting in 15 minutes. So yeah, we'll we'll see. You'll see. I don't have any answers right now, but we'll get it figured out together. So with that said, cheers. I'm going to take a nice swig of this juice and have yourselves a blessed day. Stay safe and healthy out there. Just be smart about your stupid. That's my life mantra, and I I don't think it's been more relevant ever in, in history than right now. So be smart about your stupid. And y'all, have a good one. Have a dang good one.